Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever wherever you are in this world. I hope your day is amazing. So this is part two of my thoughts on this Playboy documentary. So I left off talking about, I think, PJ Mastin. And she was saying that um, she had to keep her mouth shut if she wanted to keep her job. Okay. I feel like... I don't know how I feel about that because you stayed there. PJ Mastin, let me go back to my notes because y'all hear I got notes. PJ Mastin was there for a long time from 1972 to 1982. So that's 10 years, 10 years. When you broke from being a Playboy bunny, you broke your back and then you went into being a den mother. um, So that would be... um, I'm assuming being a den mother would be like a mother to these girls and protect these girls. And you were also in charge. She says later, you were also in charge of, um, making sure that, you know, the, the status quo of what these men required of these women to look like and be like to represent the playboy brand. You were in charge of that. You just couldn't bring yourself to fire somebody who was overweight and had saggy breasts and all that girl you didn't do no good by staying there and even though you speak high of mickey garcia like i said in the first part who was one of the ones the only one who spoke out against um hugh hefner at a court hearing i think it was in like the 70s or early 80s nobody stood with mickey So again, let me preface my statement with saying this. I am a survivor of rape. I grew up in a foster care system and I'm a survivor. I'm speaking from a survivor's perspective. Now understand this. All men, because men are raped too, that y'all don't never talk about that. And I've spent my life talking about that and advocating for men. At the end of the day, Everybody reacts to violation in different ways. Everybody, it's like I've said in previous um, episodes, some people become promiscuous, some people um, become angry, introverted. Um, There's different um, lifestyles or ways that people handle being violated or being raped or molested. I think that if you talk to true survivors, not most people don't want monetary gain out of it. There is, I was talking to my uncle yesterday and we were talking about this and I was like, I know who my predators were and there is no amount of money that you can give me that would take that pain away and the bad choices that I made, whether I knew better or not, because some choices I made, I really didn't know better because I didn't have parents telling me about what it's like to be a woman, what to watch out for in men, you know, your menstrual cycle, having kids. I didn't have that basic knowledge. I grew up in the foster care system. They don't give a fuck about you. Not all, but most. 
That's the best kept secret in this country. The foster care system and how foul it is. It is foul. But I didn't have that. So a lot of things I learned the hard way. Because I didn't have anybody teaching me and educating me on what life is like. I had to learn life through living life. So every man and woman who's ever been violated reacts to it in a different way. Um, I just, I'm one of those, and I'm going to speak for me, I'm one of those people that don't feel like $20 million is going to heal me. So she says she, PJ Master says she had to keep her job. So she had to, um, keep her mouth shut. And like I said, she tries to cry and she says, what I want Hef to know. And I'm telling Hef, you ain't telling Hef shit, bitch. He's dead. This would have been important if you would have stood up to Hef when he was here. Now, again, I believe a lot of these things Hef did. I mean, Come on, it was an open secret in growing up in California. You can talk to anybody who was born and raised in California. It was an open secret of the bullshit that was going on in the mansion. But at the end of the day, it would have meant more if you would have stood up to that man while he was living. Um, The butler, I forget his name, but the butler who was in this um, documentary, he says that Hef had cops on his payroll, <laughs> he had, excuse me, he had cameras all over the house, microphones all over the house. Some people said that they didn't know they were there, but Hef admitted it in interviews. Hef admitted that he had cameras all over the house and mics all over the house. And I feel in watching this documentary that that's the problem. The real problem is y'all trying to get these cameras. Y'all trying to get this video footage. They show a whole room where only two people, two or three people were allowed in there. And if you got caught going in there or anything like that, you would get fired. So, of course, I mean, it's Hugh Hefner. I'm not saying it's right, but he gonna have, he gonna have cameras and mics everywhere because you people who come in there, especially if you are prestige, if you are a celebrity or if you are a cop or you a district attorney or you a judge, or you whatever, yeah, he gonna have dirt on you, and guess what, that's gonna give him power, and he gonna be protected from a lot of shit, now, just because he's protected from a lot of shit, because he got judges, and, and lawyers, and cops, and CIA agents, and FBI agents on the payroll, it still doesn't mean that you can't at least try to do something about it, like Mickey Garcia did, you know, when Mickey... Garcia and Jennifer I tend to believe what they're saying my problem is I can't really say this for Mickey Garcia my problem is with other people like with Jennifer you wrote a book about it but you wanted to portray him in a good light you should have just told the um truth there's this girl named um Stella in here she brings up yeah and Bill Cosby he was America's dad let me be clear and I think I said this in the uh a pre the 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 the, the prelude to the the first episode of this Bill Cosby was not America's dad back then he was not he was playing and he was a comic he was playing in movies with Sidney Portier 
um he was not it was not the cosby show and america's dad then so stop telling that lie and trying to change the narrative that he in the 60s in the 70s he was not he had fat albert because i watched that hell i still watch episodes if i can find them on youtube i think he was in i spy um I love the Sidney Portier and Bill Cosby movies. Like he was that. He was not America's dad then. My problem with these women is you try to change the narrative and you try to brainwash the community, and that's not what we gonna do. Um one of the things that I notice is they all have Playboy memorabilia. All of them have boxes and folders and 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 PJ Maston had, like I told you earlier, they had the VIP card. She still has the original VIP card. They have matches. They still have their bunny costumes with the tails. They still have all this stuff. Let me say this for me. I'm an out of sight, out of mind person. I don't want anything around me that will remind me because see one of the things in you have triggers right we all have triggers from some kind of trauma we have smell triggers we have destination triggers we have word triggers we have action triggers everybody has a trigger i have a, a main trigger i do not like the smell of palm olive dish soap it infuriates me it is the most nastiest smelling shit but in the hood it was a very popular dish soap um i don't like the smell of that it's just it's just a gross smell to me and but what it does is it'll trigger a memory sometimes a song like the i love the movie claudine and the, the the soundtrack that Gladys Knight did for the movie Claudine, those songs, this particular song, triggers a memory for me. And it's not a bad trigger, because all triggers aren't bad. Some triggers can be... You'll be amazed that one day you'll think of something that happened when you was a child, and you'll be like, damn, where did that thought come from? So everybody in this life has some kind of trauma trigger or happiness trigger. If this guy was a creep, a pedophile, um, um, you'll learn later that he liked bestiality, which y'all motherfuckers do, allegedly. Um, why would you want memorabilia from this time? Why would you want anything reminding you of this gross time? Because you all did a damn near eight part of Moore's series documentary of shitting on this man which again allegedly i believe he did a lot of this shit but at the end of the day why would you want memorabilia from that like why would you want it if this time was so gross and everything was so bad and hugh, hugh hefner was this gross person and the men <coughs> excuse me who came into this organization were so vile because one of the things you all say is that there was a rule that you cannot touch a bunny there was a rule and um there was a couple of a lot of incidents that didn't even happen on playboy property right there was some incidents that did so at the end of the day y'all y'all say that there was a rule 
that you couldn't touch the bunnies. At the end of the day, if all this gross stuff and these men were gross and they were grabbing this and doing this and raping this and da da da, drugging you this, why would you want any memory of that? Y'all have boxes upon boxes and folders upon folders of memorabilia. Um. So I wrote that, yeah, in between 2020 and 2021 is when they did this doc. Because one of the ladies said, this is 2021. So the next episode um, is called The Girl Next Door. And it's about Molly Madison. So one of the notes that I wrote, I said, you know, in the feminist movement, again, which I'm not, y'all all like to say that women are mature than men. And you can do what men can do, but want to play victim at the same time. So you get out here, woman, hear me roar, and I think women are strong. You want to say that women mature more than men. You, I have heard this my whole life. Hell, I've even said it my fucking self. Women mature faster than men. Then how can you say in that same note that I just didn't understand? I just... I was so young and naive that I just didn't understand. And these men were taking advantage. Which one is it? Because either women mature faster than men and you're smarter than men and you can do what men can do or either you're immature and you just don't get it. So you got to pay attention to words. Holly Madison was at the Playboy Mansion between 2001 and 2008 seven years she was Hef's girlfriend and y'all remember they had their own reality show with a reality show stopped popping off now Joel and Allison were Hef's best friend of 44 years they knew Hef for 44 years they're in this episode and they said they don't know why that Holly Madison would write this book because she liked Hef now, she says, oh, before I go there, one of the things that PJ Masters says is she was a nurse. I think I wrote that down. She was a nurse, and she worked in the medical field, and she wasn't making enough money. And her mother, her friends, or somebody dared her to leave her town and go try out. It was like, all these girls, 50 girls, 300 to 200, it was like, yeah, 300 to 200 girls applying for five spots to be a Playboy bunny and <coughs> work for the Playboy brand at the time. Excuse me. Your mother, PJ Masters' mother, this is what she says. Your mother encouraged you to go do that. Your mother took you there so you could try out. So what are we talking about here? So where does personal responsibility come in? And the reason why I talk about that is because there again, y'all gonna find me repeating myself because I want you to hear what I'm saying. There are men and women who are violated. Yes, men get violated too. And you all that come out here on this bullshit, make it hard for real victims to get justice. Let me repeat, you all that come out here and lie and seek monetary gain, allegedly lie, you make it hard for real victims who have truly been violated, kidnapped, 
raped, violated. You make it hard for people like me to get true justice, to want to see people who violate people behind bars because $20 million is not justice to me, but your ass in jail for the rest of your life is justice to me. So Holly Madison writes a book. She says she saw a Playboy commercial and wanted to look like that. Um, back then, the girl who played on Baywatch, Pamela Anderson, she was popular then. And um, I forget the other girl. So she wanted to look like them. So she, then she, then she, um, then she self um, diagnoses herself and says, oh yeah, I have Ashburgers. Let me be very clear. about that. I have a family member who has Asperger's. Um, they're very introverted. They're very quiet. Um, so Asperger's symptom syndrome is a development disorder. It is an autism spectrum disorder. One of the discrete distinct groups of neurological conditions characterized by greater or lesser degree of impairment in language and communication skills, as well as repetitive and restrictive patterns of thought behavior. Um, the three main symptoms are um, poor social interactions, obsessions, odd speech patterns, limited facial expressions, and other peculiar mannerisms. That's what the definition is. So the reason why I say she self-diagnoses herself and says she has Asperger's because an Ash person with Asperger's, the 10 characteristics of a person with Asperger's syndrome, intellectual and artistic interests, speech differences, delayed motor development, poor social skills, the development of harmful, harmful psychological problems, detail-oriented, persistent, and not socially driven. That is the top 10 characteristics of Asperger's. So Holly Madison self-diagnosed herself, her and her mother, and says, since her husband calls her mother and says she has Asperger's and she looked it up, I have it. I have a family member with that. They're not social at all. They try to be social. It's a, they, I love them. My, my, I love this family member to death. But they're not very social. and They don't want to be social. They're very introverted. So a person with Asperger's doesn't want to go to the Playboy Mansion and get all these this fucking augmentation, face lifts, nose job, breast implants that have paid for Holly Madison, have paid for all your transformation. Even um, Joel and Allison said, yeah, she was like, like I said in a previous episode, she, there's a pecking order with help. The girls that sit close to him are his number ones and then on down the line. So you was further down. You told them, oh, I want to, how do, how do you become Hef's number one? So you did all that because you claimed you wanted to look like Pamela Anderson and all these blonde Merlin Monroe and all these blonde girls that was popular at the time. So at the end of the day, a person with Asperger's doesn't want to do that. I just read you the symptoms. Um, 
She said she made sure to align herself. She inquired about being his girlfriend. And then she talks about um, something that when she finally got to that, when she finally made herself up and got all those surgeries and got to the front, she talks about having to go to Hef's room. <coughs> then she shuts down. Then she comes back to talk about it. And she said it was poured on the screen, women, uh, women there. She said she doesn't know how to have casual sex. It was really gross. Um, and she didn't like that Hef didn't want to um, use protection, but she was pushed into that. Again, where is personal responsibility? Because you wanted to be Hef's number one. And you wanted all this surgery so you can be pretty enough because your main goal was to be on the cover of that magazine. That's what you said. So where does personal responsibility? Uh, Playboy Playmates was earning $1,000 a week. They had rules. Playboy Playmates had rules. So you couldn't touch them. They made $1,000 a week. They had a 9 p.m. curfew. And people who lived in the mansion were not allowed to leave. This was Hef's rule. And you lived in the mansion. Um, she moved in the mansion by choice, mind you. She said she kept her job, but she moved in the mansion by... She decided to move in the mansion by choice. And she told everyone she was leaving her apartment. But you felt it was cult-like. But you still chose to... Align your people so you can figure out how to be one of Hef's main girls. You choose to get all these surgeries. You chose to get all these surgeries so that you can be Hef's number one girl because you wanted to be a part of this Playboy brand. You chose to move out of your apartment with your roommates to move into the Hef Hugh Hefner Playboy mansion. And you chose that by choice and you told everybody you was doing it. <clears throat> now all of a sudden that your time was up your time was up because again you was there from 2001 and 2008 when your time was up in 2008 and you was aging because you know he like him he allegedly he liked him a certain age all of a sudden when the when the when the when the book when you know you had your book deal and you was um writing a book you had your reality show, you got married and you had kids and your fame was, no, you got, you had a reality show, you, you left the mansion, your money was fading, so you decided to write a book. You decided to write a book, not because you wanted to tell the truth, not because you wanted to do something to protect the women that were coming behind you. You decided to write the book, allegedly, in my opinion. It's because your money was gone. Your comfortable, your comfortability was gone. Cause see, when you was living in the mansion, you had everything you want. You had butlers, you had food, you could do anything you want. Cause if you've ever drove by the Playboy Mansion, it's excuse me, it's a thing, it's a thing, it's a thing, it's a thing. So once in 2008, when it all was done, because you know at a certain age you gotta go. You know what I mean? Your money wasn't coming in. Your fame wasn't coming in. Nobody was thinking about you. So now all of a sudden you want to tell the truth about the mansion. But you wasn't worried about the mansion from 2001 to 2008 when you was doing all this stuff so that you can be the main girl and 
I thought she says I finally got on the cover. <coughs> it was a picture of the three girls who were in the show. It was um Holly Madison, it was Kendra, and then it was the other girl. You finally got on the cover. That was your goal to be have some main girl to get all these surgeries so you can look like what you wanted to look like and to get on the cover. And now all of a sudden, Hef is just this gross man who was watching porn and and having unprotected sex who doesn't know any who who especially if you grew up again if you grew up in county who doesn't know never i've never i've drove by the mansion on a on a hollywood tour and like i said it's a thing never been to the playboy mansion don't know about no i don't know anybody affiliated with the playboy mansion but I've heard about it my whole life growing up in California. At the end of the day, we all know this is going on. We all know that sex, drugs, and rock and roll is going on. <coughs> and now you want to write a book because your time is up? See, this is the problem. Like Harvey says on your world. When you're long in the tooth, and these are not my words. And you're dried up, your tits are sagging, and your ass is sagging, and, you, and ain't nobody jacking off to you no more. All of a sudden, the man is the problem. And that's what I have a problem with. Because it is real victims out here. It is children being kidnapped every day. It is somebody being raped every day. Somebody being violated on their job or in their home. And they cannot report these things because you have people playing the system. And that is why I'm talking about this. I am talking about, I don't give a fuck about a celebrity. I can't stand celebrities. They have no value to me. Now, there may be a small segment of celebrities out there that really do stuff and give back to their community. I don't know who they are. I really don't. But at the end of the day, celebrities are not important to me. But the reason why I talk about things like this is because this affects regular people. If regular is a thing or if normal is a thing, it affects, it affects regular everyday people because it's people out here living in abusive relationships and abusive homes every day. And they have to work above and beyond to prove that they have been harmed and violated because people come out here and make false accusations and make it hard for people who have truly been violated. And that is why I'm talking about this because enough is enough. And we need more women out here talking about this truth. Like I said, didn't that girl just accuse Chris Brown? She didn't go to the doctor to get a rape kit. She didn't go to the police. She went to a lawyer and asked for $20 million. And allegedly, we find out she lied because he released the text messages. That makes it hard for the little girl, a little boy, to come tell the truth about their violation. You just made it hard for thousands of men and women who have been truly violated. You made it hard for them. And you made it you made it hard for good police, good lawyers, good judges, good DAs or prosecutors, wherever they are, because they don't talk about them and I'm pretty sure they exist. You made it hard for them to do their job. <coughs> because Chris Brown is a celebrity, excuse me. This this is gonna go all over the world. So we're not gonna talk about Lil Jane. 
We're not going to talk about little, little Mark. We're not going to talk about them. You know, the regular people who are, who are, who are, who are being harmed and are trying to protect themselves every day. But we're going to talk about the celebrities and we're going to make this nationwide. Like he said, y'all should have kept that same energy about her lying because she has now made it hard for people to do their job to protect the real victims and the real survivors who are truly being violated. And that's why I'm talking about this.